Well, there was uh, the hail that was in uh, Minnesota was terrible. And so I did catch a little of that. There's some dents in my car. Alex is. Oh, no. I mean, my car, it's just added to the character. It hasn't devalued it anymore. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) It's made $1,000 of improvements. Yeah, yeah, for real. Now it's just a custom fender job. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Good evening this time, uh, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host, John Crevillian, and I am joined once again by Steve Freitag. How are you doing, Steve? Good morning. Well, let's not lie to the people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just covering our bases. (laughs) Somewhere in the world, it is morning currently, yes. (laughs) Yeah, we had a little uh, Zoom trouble earlier this morning, so we couldn't connect and we pushed it off until later in the day and things seem to be going well now. So very thankful for that. But anyway. Is this considered evening? Uh, Again, depends on where in the world. (laughs) John's got to clean his house by this evening, so <laughs> I do. I do. Underneath him. Oh man, I've got. Yep, I got to clean it. <laughs> we're we're apparently going to have people over. So anyway, we're also joined by Mary Carlton today. How are you doing, Mary? Good. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. You were in a on a trip to Honduras. Yep. Excellent. Yep. How was that? Well, it was awesome. You know, we I've been there twice before, so. I knew, you know, April, of course, who heads up that ministry and and the ministries in Nicaragua and Bolivia that we've worked with. So I knew her, but I also knew the leaders there, that some of the ladies that we had trained before, the transformational prayer principles, and then mentoring them. So it's just really awesome to see, see them using it. And they have other people who come and reinforce the principles. So it's not that we come once a year and expect them, you know, to be able to carry on. They do have other people in April's been trained pretty well. So it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. But the purpose we went there for was because they are in Honduras. They're um, not quite as advanced as the ministry in Nicaragua, which has a resident place, which Steve, you've seen it uh, out in the country there, where women who are breaking free from prostitution have a way to be discipled and safe and learn a trade and, and get off the streets to break that cycle of prostitution in their family line. So in Nicaragua, it's a big base. It's very successful. And, and we've helped April there with um, helping her ladies get free and helping her leaders know how to pray with the ladies to get them free. But this was in Honduras. And so they're just now building a, it's called a ministry center, but it's, it's like a vocational training center where they have church services. They have an on-site person that lives there to oversee the, the groups that come in and the ladies you know, they, they evangelize the ladies in the brothels and then they teach vocational skills. So sewing, woodworking, jewelry making, 
card, greeting cards and those kind of things that they sell so that they can make money to support their families. So they were dedicating that building. That's a long explanation. <laughs> they were dedicating that new building. So Steve and I, not Steve and I, my husband, Wes and I went for the dedication. And then we got to do some ministry and just reconnect with them there too, which was really great. I was going to ask awesome. you about that if you had a chance to do ministry, because I, I like I can't imagine you going down there and not doing some ministry with well, some of those ladies. <laughs> first of all, you know how April is. <laughs> oh, by the way, we have some time open this afternoon. I was hoping that maybe I could have a session. <laughs> you know, that's how April is. She's great. She always and, wants and, more freedom. Yeah. Isn't that an honor to minister to somebody who has just fully dedicated her life to these women and the gospel? Yeah. Yeah, she and her husband have made such great personal sacrifices to do that. I can't even imagine, and I'm grateful for them. So, yeah, she obviously got some ministry, but then I did a couple sessions with some of her leaders there, just, you know, because we all need more of Jesus, more more truth from him. So I did some ministry. It wasn't really planned. But that's how it usually happens, because we mainly were there to see the new building and the dedication was just so beautiful. I mean, it was to hear all those the ladies and then the other people who support them there, like the builder who built the building and the man who donated the land. It was actually the building was built on his childhood home land. He donated it. See all these people singing how great thou art in Spanish, you know, and the top floor of the building just really was awesome. But um, we also went to see a piece of land that they're wanting to build a residential facility. It's outside the city, just like in Nicaragua. And it's a facility or will be for adolescent girls who don't want to go into prostitution. They want to continue school. They want to be successful, but they need to get away. You know, they just need to get away from their families, from the city, from the, you know, predators, all of it's just an awful environment. So we went to see some land that they're looking to purchase. So that was really neat just to see what they have to go through in a country like that you know, just, just to move forward in, in any project, (laughs) you know, it's really arduous, difficult task. I love thinking about it in in terms of the bookend that the last time we were there was the week that they found out they secured the property. That was what, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And just how April was just beside herself with just joy and celebration over Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And we were in the old building, right? So you know what it was like. (laughs) It was, it was adequate. It was a building they were renting. It was adequate would be a really nice term for the building they had to use before. Mm -hmm. It was awful, really. (laughs) You know, it was PG 13. Right. right, Very. It meets the archetypical definition of a building, as in four walls and most of a roof, right? <laughs> and some plumbing. Some plumbing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Some plumbing never gets cleaned and anyway. <clears throat> but the new building's so awesome. I'll send you pictures. Beautiful yeah. tile. 
the builder ended up throwing in some like really higher end stuff when he did it. Um, so it's really, it's not, well, it's just really beautiful. It really is. Yeah. It's been so important for me to do international ministry and with what we do to see that, that people at the end of the day are still people. Mm-hmm. We have so many advantages being born in this country, but probably some more disadvantages than we know because we can rely on ourselves. And for those believers there that are just, they're relying on Jesus to provide daily. Yes. And just the simpleness of their hearts is just, it's so wonderful to be around, Mm -hmm. you know, very giving, caring, kind people, but not sophisticated, which is actually what they, we all need to be very childlike, you know, easy to minister to just really. But but we use the melt process and it's the same. It works the same there as it does anywhere else. Our minds all work the same way. They get free by following that process, just like anyone anywhere would do. And I love that because we don't have to really change anything to take what we do anywhere, except for the language and maybe just tweaking, you know, the cultural way that we say things a little bit, but same process. Jesus meets people when they're willing to let him in. It reminds me of the kind of faith that we're called to. I certainly do believe that we can do a much better job in this country at being able to articulate our faith, to have a decent apologetic for those who, Mm. who oppose scripture. But if if you look at Jesus, did, did he come to just set the Pharisees straight in their doctrine? That's not, not how I see it. <laughs> no. Set the captives free. <clears throat> right. I think that the ancillary stuff was, you know, setting some doctrine more, more, or actually removing doctrine that was oppressive. That's a better way to put it. Right. So Ooh, that's cool. You know, people don't really think about, um, for the most part, you know, missionaries, we think of them as these weird people that want to do something overseas and are willing to be poor, you know, and give up their life and all that. And and actually, that is what happens most of the time. But to see the dedication that they have for the people they serve, you know, people like April and Mike, her husband, is really inspiring. And being there with them, I mean... There, I would encourage anybody to go to another country and serve because we we have so much to give. Whatever you have, you have things to give, and and you'll end up seeing Jesus in the people, and you may even see Jesus in yourself, mm-hmm. and it will change you. Mm-hmm. So. I want to just take opportunity right here. What you said just kind of triggered this thought of thanking those people who've supported us, especially those who supported us for years. When we've gone on those missions trips, we have made a a point to uh, ask for special donations, but it's those special donations that we've received have not come close to covering the overall costs of our trips. So we've just kind of taken care of our budget and been able to take those trips. The special donations certainly help. But those people have really had a part in it, even though they aren't there. And we, we've we done our best in the past to put some videos up on YouTube. So 
I guess it's a plug too for our YouTube channel. Just to go through, if you're interested in international ministry, it was just me with this simple camera. We've gotten a new camera in the last week. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, baby. It's so nice. I don't. But um, <laughs> as much as I, Sorry. you know, I cobbled some videos together and I think it's inspiring. It's, mm-hmm. you know, not movie, movie quality, you know, movie theater quality, but. I think people would be inspired by looking at some of those older videos from Nicaragua and Honduras. I don't think we've done much with video with Bolivia. No. Mm-mm. But even the but, five year look back in mm-hmm. Dallas, there was some video for that too. Speaking of um, Bolivia, April mentioned that that would be the next place that would be ready for us to come back and do some more training. So I can't wait to take some of our team there. Um, because it's a beautiful country with beautiful people. And they they had people travel over the mountains from the other side of the mountains just to get to the training when we did it back in 2016 or 2017, somewhere around in there. So it's exciting and it's really neat to see that the very same principles work mm-hmm. on on, you know, Jesus is the same everywhere in the world he's the same so and his love for people and his compassion for them and the truth and his willingness to set people's thinking straight about him you know is just so powerful yeah wow that's so true you know every country has wrong thinking about him mm-hmm. you know we all do but some things are cultural you know when we go to to um the places that April serves, they tend to see God as a harsh, judgmental God that's going to punish them. And so, you know, women coming out of prostitution, which is legal, by the way, so they're actually doing it to make money. They're, you know, I don't think anyone would choose that lifestyle, but when you have kids and they can't eat, they don't have any food and they can't go to school and you're in abject poverty, you do whatever it takes, you Mm -hmm. know? So to see women that have made that choice encounter the love of Jesus when they just all naturally assume they're condemned for what they've done, it's just so beautiful to see his heart in the way that he, he encounters them. So to see that whole picture of his heart come alive for them as opposed to the religious, harsh, judgmental God that they you know, many times are preached is preached. There is just really sweet. And it's always interesting to get like a perspective from people that are outside of your culture on what the shared faith is, or like what the state of spiritual matters is like um, recently for the sake of anonymity, uh, a friend of a friend who knows a man who is a Chinese missionary in China, right? Well, that missionary came over to the States and he was talking about his experience in China. And when he was asked a lot about what do you think of America? He's like, I I don't like it at all. I want to go back to China. And we're like, okay, yeah, sure. But why? He's like, there is a deep and oppressive sleep over this nation that is not present in China. There is something happening here that is not happening over there. Like I see God moving over in China. I think that something is stifling him here. And I, I, I don't like being around here. I feel slower just being here. And I was like, wow. And that's not something I would have 
picked up on because I've only ever grown up here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's right. always interesting to get outside perspectives on stuff like that. One more frog being <clears throat> slowly boiled. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that's what our belief systems are like, right? We we only see the world the way we've been raised and by the culture around us. So all the more reason to get the Lord's perspective on stuff that we we believe that's wrong, the deeply held beliefs that we have that don't that aren't what the kingdom really is like to get his input there so he can adjust those the, the wrong thinking that we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So from what I understand, the World Health Organization just put out a study or put out some sort of opinion that said that suicides are up 25% with young people. And of mm. course it's, well, it's the lockdowns. Obviously the lockdowns had influence on that, but we weren't prepared emotionally or mentally to go into a lockdown either. No, but no. That's, that's part of the frog boiling. Yeah. Our whole culture is escapism. And then when people are left alone in their house with their thoughts and no one else, then they have to face these problems they've been running from for years. And Yeah. Yeah, we weren't ready. Is that worldwide, the study that they did? You know, I'm not sure. I just cut a, a blip, so I can't speak with. Mm-hmm. It sounds about right for, like, yeah. the U.S., like, for the U.S., for sure. Mm-hmm. I think all those things are a call to the church to have a call toward more maturity. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, I think about our kids, and, of course, we had made plenty of mistakes, but our boys are doing well. One's married and has got a job that he's functioning well at, and one's getting married and applying for jobs as a, a job as a teacher. And then our daughter right now, who's 21 years old, has uh, been traveling Europe, and she was in uh, Barcelona by herself for a couple of days and she's currently as we record this in Dublin by herself. I mean there's other people in Dublin, but she's mm-hmm. traveling by herself. It's like that's mm-hmm. that mentality of not having to have ever, you know that that she can be independent. And she's connected. Thank God for being able to text and say, Dad, I'm on a data. Can you do something? <laughs> working, right. Right. And I right. push a couple of buttons and 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 fix that problem. But that uh, they're able to navigate life. Some people yeah. would be scared to death to do that by themselves, not just as yeah. a 21 year old. And maybe some of that's 21 year old idealism, which, you know, I, I miss, but mm-hmm. I'm, I love it. But to yeah. prepare our kids to be strong, steady, sturdy, secure. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we feel what we believe, right? That's one of the mottos around here. And so if a kid feels insecure or inadequate or afraid or all of those kind of things, they're become they're because of wrong beliefs that are there, however they got there. So um, just allowing Jesus to mature us by bringing his perspective gives us a strong foundation at whatever age we are to be able to withstand what comes. So it's just so critical to us moving forward in the world. One of the things in Honduras that was so fun was 
to finally get to meet April, who's the director of the ministry that we're involved in there. Her pastors came from North Carolina. And wow, just listening to them talk because they are so convinced in that transformational prayer is vital. So they themselves have submitted to it, their leaders, just like the church in Tyler here in Texas that we are working with. And to hear that pastor talk, you know, it sounded like one of us, right? He gets it. He understands it. He he understands how you just can't have a house that's built on sand, which is our lives built on wrong thinking, that you have to have the rock of revelation to stand on. You have to really know the truth to be able to withstand life and to be able to to function well and to represent the Lord well. So it, that was very inspiring. And I told him that several times. So good listening to you. You know, it's so good hearing pastors talk, you know, walk the talk and actually live for encounters with Jesus. It was awesome. And they're Americans. So, you know, I loved hearing that there are people out there that get it. <laughs> to do one more plug, if people haven't listened to the podcast that dropped before this one, Dwight Cloud just did such a fantastic job in a oh, short yeah. amount of time, just kind of downloading his thoughts and how his uh, thinking has transformed, how his life is so much different because of what Jesus did in his heart. And he and his wife were both Bible school graduates, but it wasn't until they had, I shouldn't say it wasn't like nothing happened in their life until they met us here at Cross Council, but things just dramatically changed in their hearts. So it was really cool to meet, by the way. Yeah. Much love, much love. <laughs> yeah. So he was on the podcast called Two Days After 9-11. Yes. For our listeners. Indeed. You can go check it out. Because I thought it was great. And I wasn't even there. I was out of the country <laughs> when you <they> did it. <laughs> Yeah, you can check it out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Like and subscribe, smash that follow. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. And I think as we bring this to a close, it would be helpful for people to also know that Cross Council serves as an umbrella ministry for two other ministries. There's Light Your World that's also in Honduras with Brenda, and Brenda and April have connect connected a bit, and I'd love to get to Honduras and see what she's doing there. Uh, mm -hmm. She's great at at putting things out on Facebook. So if you look up Light Your World on Facebook and Brenda Schumann, we uh, we do what we can to help her. And then there's the ministry in Kenya. In, uh, it's called Malele. And Frank and Linda are the ones who head up that ministry as well. And so we're able to uh, legally funnel money to them, people who support them kind of go through cross council. So and he's also one of the testimonies that's on our homepage at crosscouncil.com. So Frank is an amazing person, works as hard as you would ever uh, believe. He's just amazing. He and his wife, Linda, just big hearts and great ministry. Mm. So cool. we hope we can do more ministry in other countries. So if you're listening to us and you're in another nation, give us an email and tell us you're interested because... Um, we, we love going where God opens doors, and that's what he's done in the past, and we'll continue to follow wherever he takes us. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, cool. And Mary, yeah. And Mary's not only director of Texas, but she's the director of international missions. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> director of Texas and the world. Well, that's right. <laughs> and the world. The country like of Texas it. and all other countries. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think Jesus said something about doing that. So I'm happy to. Word, word. She's our go director. There we go. I like that. Nice. Well, cool. We'll we'll call it here then, everyone. Thank you for listening. Mary, glad to have you back in the States. Sounds like the people in Honduras are doing incredible stuff as usual. So uh, we're excited to keep keep hearing uh, how God's moving in their ministry and what they're doing over there. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.